Got it Slick drop, boot to the face, we won't fold Quick to put a dude in this place, he out cold With a tombstone, grab at the waist, get laid flat Can't escape, nowhere to go, the cage match It's on now, when I spot him, it's no problem Everybody stone cold till they hit with the rock bottom Sharpshooter, I won't miss him like Bret Hart Like Al Snow, they gon' need him a head start I just might catch a better body than Mickey James Get acquainted with the name, we bringin' the pain Like Kane in the ring, all I see is red Paul Bearer, Undertaker, I can see the dead John Cena putting hands in your face Ted DiBiase got a milli on the waist B2TF, better stay in your place Or get smacked down, play it safe, what you talking about? Welcome to another episode of Boot to the Face Chris Rucker here with EJ Reed Powered by FullPressCoverage.com Go there for all your sporting wants and needs Where I am sure they will have something to say About the NFL College Football Championship Week Is this weekend UGA taking on Alabama Texas versus Oklahoma State Ohio State gets smashed by Michigan Did they though? Yeah This weekend will be the prelude to the college football playoff. The last college football playoff of only four teams is this week. EJ, I got I a question. It. And I know you're a you're you're a South Carolina guy, right? You're a gamecock. Um, but if you could take your if you could take the cock off the brain. <laughs> I haven't heard that one before. <laughs> if you could take the cock off the brain, if UGA loses this weekend, do you think they should still be in the college? Football playoff? Mm, will they be? Yes. Do I think they should be? Probably not. I disagree. Under this system is whatever you've done for me lately. If they lose, they have the same record as Alabama. Right. And if other three teams win, you got to put the team. So if Texas head. wins, Alabama wins, uh, Washington will be undefeated if they won, right? And Michigan and Florida State. Florida State would have a loss. They've lost. No, they haven't. They haven't? I thought Florida State's lost. Uh, who did they lose to? They undefeated. Are you sure? I'm positive. Let me pull this up right now. You can find this at fullpresscoverage.com. I'm sure they have all the... That's where I'm going right now for this. Cause College like, football. Because of their strength, uh, strength of schedule, they've been, like the voters been looking for a reason not to put them in the top four. But. FSU is now in the top four along with UGA, Michigan, and Washington. Um, let's go find the record standings. Here we go. Yeah. If they weren't undefeated, they wouldn't be in the top four. I wonder why everybody's hating on FSU. Strength of schedule. Haven't really played anybody. I think the first game they played, LSU maybe, or was that last year? They always play like a pretty good team at the beginning of the season. And they play that ACC schedule. I mean, you can't fault them, but I mean, you got to compare it to the teams that the other teams been playing. SEC, Big Ten. You're right. FSU's 12-0. and All right. So Michigan Michigan doesn't have a championship game, right? Yeah, the Big Ten? They, they do. Who they playing? They play the Big Ten West, which is abysmal at this time. Yeah. So they're going to they win. They play Iowa. Uh, like Washington will probably win. FSU's got to play like a North Carolina or a North Carolina State, one of those teams. 
All right, so you got three undefeated teams. Then you'd have UGA, OSU, Oregon, Texas, Alabama, all at eleven and one, twelve and one. I'm sorry. I, yeah, I think UGA should get in if they lose. I think they should be in regardless. Think, I don't think so. You got the same record as the person that beats you. I think you got to jump Alabama. And well, then the if court. that then Alabama doesn't get in because Texas beat Alabama. I mean. The math, the math doesn't work out like that. It's, That's literally what you just said, though. The head to head, though. Right, Texas beat Alabama. So if Texas finishes at twelve and one, Big Twelve champion, Alabama finishes at twelve and one, as SEC champion, Texas then, should get in because but, but Texas take, beat Alabama. But then you take the strength of scheduling into consideration. We we'll look at we'll put Alabama's wins head to head with Texas's wins. Texas beat Alabama, who's ranked number four in the conference. And then, who, who else did they beat? Then Alabama just beat the number one team. But who else does Alabama beat besides Georgia? The SEC West. Pick a team. It's just, it's they all suck. Time. They're not even in the top 25. Tennessee's the only other team in, in the top 25 in the SEC. Well, then we could play this round, Robin. Then who's Georgia beat? I'm sorry, Missouri. Missouri's number nine. Georgia beat the brakes off of Missouri. But then you got to give Alabama the the Georgia win. So then we're all just canceling in each other. <laughs> That's why Georgia should still get in. But then who who's their biggest win beside Missouri if Alabama wins? Missouri and domination over everybody else in the SEC uh, besides no, Alabama. See, it's going to be interesting. I still yeah. think Georgia gets in there, but based off strength of schedule. And Texas is a strong loss for Alabama. But then Alabama will be a strong loss for Georgia. It, See, yeah, it's, it's a sticky situation. Then you got Oregon in there at twelve uh, and one. Yeah. Oh, Ohio State would be in there after getting beat by yeah, Michigan. But they don't. They played a less game. They didn't play a championship game. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I just remember all those years of like Alabama not even playing in the SEC championship and getting to the playoffs and winning the whole fucking thing. That was that happened one year. That was twenty twelve, and that was both. 2011. No, it was more recent than that. The year that they beat Georgia in the championship, they weren't SEC champions. Because Georgia beat LSU in the championship, the SEC championship. Yeah, because LSU won against Alabama by running that kickback. And then Georgia spanked LSU. And then Georgia beat Oklahoma and then lost to Alabama. That's yeah, that year and they did a year before that when it was still the BCS. Yeah, I think both of them were. Alabama's yeah. been in there a couple, at least two times without even winning the SEC. I, I, I don't think, know. I, I think I, Georgia only slips to four if they lose. I feel like Georgia. I know the previous two years don't count, but they've went undefeated before championship rounds, and they haven't lost in two years and two-time defending champion. I don't know. I think it'd be a fucking travesty of justice if they didn't get to the. If, I think if if Georgia keeps that number one spot, it's, I think it's basically like a buy in that first round. I don't trust FSU not having their quarterback. Yeah, so uh, I will be watching that game from Las Vegas. Yeah, this is like your third time this year going. Second, EJ. I wasn't even trying to be funny. I could have swore you've been like three times this year. No, I've been. This will be my fourth time in like two years that I've been to Vegas. 
It's my home away from home, bro. I hey, love it out there. Catching up with me. I love it out there. I just wish it wasn't such a long fucking plane ride. Well, I guess Atlanta is a little bit further. It's four and a half hours. Man, that's a long time to be up in the air. That plane ride is that long? I thought it would be like a three and a half hour plane nah, ride. It's four and a half hours going, 350 coming back. Hmm. Interesting. And the time change is like a motherfucker. Like, you don't think that it is? So, like, I'm working Friday. I get on my plane at 7.30, Georgia time, and I fly backwards three hours in a four and a half hour flight. So, basically, I'm landing midnight, my time, 9 p.m., Vegas time. So, it's like prime time to go out. So, I think I'm going to pop a melatonin on my way to the airport see if I can... Take a nap on the plane. No, I love that time change, especially when I was living on the East Coast, that three hour difference. If I didn't have to work Friday, I'd feel you. But I got to be up at 5 a.m. Friday, my time. So by the time I land there, it'll be midnight here. You go hang out for three or four hours. It's almost 24 hours straight. I'm up now. I'm too old for that shit, dog. Man, when you go back? I come back uh, Monday. You come back Monday. So, you up all night. It'll be like nine something there. You get unpacked. It'll probably take you like an hour to settle in. Maybe a little longer at the hotel. It won't even do that. I'm staying at my buddy's house the first night because the hotels are so high. So, uh, he's picking us up at the airport. And we're going straight out. My friend Nate, it's his 40th birthday party. That's why we're going out there. Um, and then there's some Covino and Rich people that are going to be there also. So, it's just going to be fucking nonstop for three days. Like, uh, check into my hotel on Saturday. My buddy wants to watch. He's a big joy. He went to UGA. He wants to watch the game at home, which I completely understand. I don't like watching Dallas Cowboys playoff games with people. I like to watch them at my house by myself. So he wants to do that. So he's like, I can take you out of your hotel, but I got to be home by one. So we're going to head to the hotel about 12. And see if we can get an early check-in. If we can't, we'll leave our shit with them. Probably just go gamble and shit. Meet up with people. And then Saturday, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to go to the Las Vegas Golden Knights hockey game Saturday night. Oh, man. That is hockey my te- person is always a good time. And, you know, that is my team, EJ. You know, we are defending yeah. champions. Stanley Cup champs. Your newly adopted team. Yeah. So, I'll have to check them out. Uh It'll be a good time. It'll be a really good time. I don't know what else we're doing, but. If you're not able to sleep on the plane, I mean, planes aren't the most comfortable areas to be sleeping. I mean, you'll eventually catch up with sleep. I mean, you don't got really anything to do on Saturday. You got the the game to watch, but it's not till what, one? Yeah. Yeah, you'll be fine with sleep. I I don't sleep well. So how are you going to fall asleep on the plane? <laughs> you know, when I, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm going to take a melatonin. Um, when I went to Mexico, the first day we were there, we went to sleep. I was up at 530. That's just how my body's wired now because I, I get up so early for work that on the weekends, I have to make myself go back to sleep. Like, I'll wake up about 6 o'clock. And I'll be like, fuck this. Like, <laughs> I have to, Or I get up and I'm like doing shit and by 10 o'clock I've got the whole fucking house cleaned and 
<laughs> I made breakfast and coffee and all kind of other shit. Then I'm tired for the rest of the day because I've gotten up and done fucking three hours worth of work before everybody else even wakes up. Well, that's pretty productive of you, though. Yeah. Get up, do what you need to get done. Maybe I need um, I can't sleep past 7.30 even on the weekend for some reason. Right. I don't know. It's hard. It's like when you get older, you just can't fucking sleep in anymore. I don't know. I think I always expect like a crash to happen sometime on the weekend if that happens. But most of the time it doesn't. Once in a while, I'll take like a nap during like the middle of the football day or if it's a Saturday or maybe even a Sunday if it's a game I don't really care about on. I will say... uh, I do find it easier to sleep during the daytime for naps in hotels. For some reason, hotel naps just fucking slap. You know <laughs> like, why? Because you're in there fucking and you're drunk. Or... <laughs> yeah, you, you took it to that level. Huh? <laughs> oh, what were you going to say? That was, was keeping the PG. <laughs> that was what you were going to say. <laughs> I was going to say because they have those like blackout curtains and stuff. Oh, like, yeah, that too. Even know what time of day it is, but you took it to. That's what I meant. <laughs> a more perverse level. I meant to say fucking sleep because it's blackout curtains. That's what I meant. My bad. Oh, I didn't come out that way, but let's go with that. Let's get to some wrestling. Huh. It's not really anything going on in the world of wrestling. Right not now. at all. That's why we're fucking talking about football and blackout curtains. I'm sure we'll figure something to talk about. This weekend was WWE Survivor Series, EJ. Uh, one of their big four premium live events, pay-per-views, as you would call it. The only premium live event that's a big four that I haven't been to. Um, I actually had a chance, too. I don't know if I've told you this or not. When Roman Reigns won his first world title and Sheamus cashed in on him, that was in Atlanta. And I didn't go because there was a terrorist threat that weekend. I don't know if. I don't know if the rest of the country knew about it, but it was like big news around here. And I think WWE even put out a statement about it. Like, I'd have to go back and look it up. But there was a terrorist threat, and my wife at the time was like, I don't think you should go. I was like, they'll be fine. It's a fucking sporting event. Like, nothing's going to happen. And then I was thinking, like, if something did happen, like, I'd feel so bad because, you know. And then, like, I got to thinking – with pyro and shit like that. Like every time something would go off, you'd probably be like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> so I missed out on Survivor Series here in Atlanta at the Phillips Arena. Um, so that sucked. That's the only piece. P- sorry, though. Yeah. And it turns out Roman won his first world title, so I could have been there for that. But then I saw, I would have saw Seamus cash in on it fucking five minutes and 17 seconds later, um, which was a really good storyline back then. What was it? That's when I first started dipping my toes to watch it a little bit because I was with my friend and uh, we took like his the girl he's seeing like her little son to they were in North Charleston. I wasn't really paying attention at the time outside of being invited to a WrestleMania party earlier that year. And then uh, it was Sheamus and the League of the League of Nations. Yeah, Del Rio, Rusev, Wade Barrett. Eh, that was okay. So I'm going to tell you how good this storyline was. Earlier in the year at the Royal Rumble in Philadelphia, Roman won. The Rock came out to help him. They not only booed Roman, they booed The Rock because nobody wanted Roman to win. 
He went to WrestleMania. He gets booed out of WrestleMania. Now, mind you, the Royal Rumble was in Philadelphia. In the same building later that year, Roman wins the world title on Raw. And the crowd goes absolutely fucking apeshit because of the storyline that they had. People don't like to remember that for whatever reason. But Roman had uh, he was trying to win the title from Sheamus at TLC. And everybody interfered. And after the match, he ended up just fucking losing his shit. He beat the fuck out of Sheamus, Del Rio, Wade Barrett. Then he beat the fuck out of Triple H. And that's what made Vince come out. And he fucking Superman punched Vince on Raw. And Vince is like, well, if you don't win the title, you're fired. And everything was against him. And he won the belt. And that same fucking building in Philadelphia, the fucking roof blew off of it when he won. That's how good the storyline was. You don't believe me? You're more than welcome to go back and fucking watch him beat Sheamus for the title on Monday Night Raw and listen. So this was after they pulled the rug from underneath them and had Sheamus cash in on Yeah, Sheamus cashed in at Survivor Series. This happened in like, I think this was the second to last Raw of the year. It was like late December before the Christmas break. Because uh, when I went, I think it was December when I went to that show. Uh, I think Sheamus had the bell at that time. Yeah. So I think it's probably right before Roman beat him. Man. And then Roman had to enter number one at the Rumble and Triple H won the title. And then they fought at WrestleMania that year. What a interesting story to have him defended in the, the Royal yeah. Rumble. And then I, make him number one. And then he got eliminated like. 15, 16 people in. So he didn't even like make it to the end. He got eliminated pretty early. I don't know if I, if I went back and watched that World Rumble. I bet they were making a big deal about they're guaranteed to be a new champion. Yeah, once he got eliminated, they did. Anyway. It's no, there's no reason in the year 2016, Triple H should have been winning that championship. The whole point was to try to get Roman over even more, but Roman was already over by beating Sheamus. They should have left it alone. And by the time Triple H got involved, the crowd went back to booing Roman. Because <laughs> Triple H fucked the storyline up. That cocksucker. Should have left well enough alone. Anyhow, Survivor Series is this weekend. We had five matches on the docket. Uh, do you remember who picked what? Nah, I, I didn't write those down. I'm pretty sure I picked all the winners. No, I, remember I take that her, back. I, I picked... Uh, I picked one heel team and one face team for yeah, I war remember, games. I remember that. Yeah. I picked the opposite of you. You picked uh, Damage Control to win, and I picked them to lose because I thought that uh, that would be the catalyst for Bailey getting kicked out. Yeah. But you picked the men's winner, right? Because I picked the opposite. I picked Judgment Day. I'm pretty sure we both picked Rhea. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Santos and I'm Gunther. pretty sure I picked Santos and Gunther. And those are the only two other matches, three other matches, right? Yeah, so both both four and one. Yeah. Um, But what we didn't pick, I don't know if we predicted it or not, your boy, Chick Magnet Punk, came back at the end of the show. But before he came back, there was another return. And I want to talk about this. Randy Orton was teased to be the fifth member of Team Cody Rhodes, right? Mm -hmm. And I want to tell you, WWE basically did the biggest fuck you to the internet mark fans that thought oh 
we're just going to take over if it's not CM Punk that comes out. WWE basically took their dick and put it on the table. They said, we're going to run an angle to where Orton's not here. And people are going to want to know who the number five member is. Not only are they going to chant CM Punk, they're going to boo the fuck out of whoever it is that's not CM Punk. And you know what WWE did? They ran that angle. They purposely made people think Punk was going to come out. And then they sent Randy Orton out there and nobody gave a fuck. Not in a bad way. Not nobody gave a fuck. They didn't give a fuck about Orton. Nobody gave a fuck that it wasn't CM Punk. Man, what are your thoughts on that? I think that just shows you how good WWE is right now. Because 10 years ago, back when we were talking about Roman and all the shit he was going through, if that would have happened then, that crowd would have got hijacked. When or, Do you remember Rey Mysterio coming back as number 30? And they thought they wanted Daniel Bryan to be the one to come back? They booed the shit out of Rey Mysterio, EJ. A goddamn national treasure. I heard about that, but I never went back and watched that. They wanted Daniel Bryan to come out. And it was Rey Mysterio. It was Rey Mysterio returning to the WWE. He wasn't a wrestler there. He had wrestled in the All In like three months before that. And Rey Mysterio was returning. They booed the shit out of him. And WWE this weekend said, we're going to make y'all think it's punk. And we're not even going to send that motherfucker out there. We're going to send Randy Orton out there. And you're going to fucking love it. And they did. You think they got the response that they wanted to? Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, they did. Also, Orton. Whew. That motherfucker looks in incredible shape. That's that fucking 2004 Randy Orton. Hey, calm down over there, Rucker. What? Need to get you a fan? <laughs> the motherfucker's in good shape. What do you want me to say? I'm just messing with you. Yeah, man. He had a year and a half to work out. I'm hope, I hope that he would look like that. But no, but. That's up to him. What I what I mean for the most part though is like so in 04 ish Orton got fucking jacked and mm-hmm. everybody thought he was on the juice. Then he got like during the uh I don't know if you were watching when he was in Legacy with Cody and Ted DiBiase, he was going around kicking everybody in the face saying he had that IED shit like he was crazy. He got so fucking skinny like it was weird looking. And then he kind of went, his last couple years, he's been like in between. He's been in between the real skinny Orton and the fucking jacked Orton. This motherfucker that came back, I feel like he's been in the gym every day since he left. Yeah, that or at the doctor's office. Even uh, your boy Bully Ray was on Busted Open said, even his ass got muscles in it. (laughs) Pause. (laughs) Bully Ray, come on. Come on, Bully Ray. But him and Mark Henry were talking. They said it's it's hard to gain muscle in your legs the way Orton did. And even yeah, his legs is. and shit look bigger. Like, that dude's been in the lab. Especially calves. It's hard to get your calves bigger. But, yeah, man. Shout out to Randy Orton. Looked in tremendous shape. But back to your point. I mean, I think they got a little bit too cute with it. Like why? Why do that? Why do that? Like yeah. All right, we're gonna make you think that it, cause you know you're gonna cheer anyway. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that, cause they know they were gonna get the CM Punk chance, and they did. They were sprinkled. They didn't last long, but they were sprinkled. You could re- you could have ran an angle back there, but not do it like that. Why not have Orton back there, 
everybody in the locker room, Orton walk in, and he's just silent, just doesn't say anything, so they don't know what he's going to do or not. Something like that. I agree. I wish, that, I wish the punk was, would have been a complete surprise. It was, though. It, it was, but then you kind of had it in the back of people's minds with the chance being scattered, and they, they teased it a little bit, like you said, by not showing that Randy would show up. But see, that's the thing. I don't think they teased Punk. I think that was like a meta. I hate that fucking word. I can't believe I just said that. I think that was like a a, a shot to the internet smart fans that we're going to make y'all think it's Punk. But like, if you're just a kid watching, you don't know. You're like, where the fuck is Randy Orton at? But we're not kids. and yeah, It's not like just I about us, though, EJ. They do have a big kid fan base, but... <laughs> I mean, I, I I get your point, but it's like F the IWC. Like, That's I, what I think that was. I think that was a fuck the IWC. I like mean, well, F like giving them any attention. That's what I meant. I think that was a fuck you to them. Like, we know y'all want punk, right? We know y'all are going to try to take over this motherfucker. We're about to show you that as a company, we are so fucking over right now that we can tease what y'all want and then we give you what we think you want and you still gonna fucking like it and then they ended up giving you what you want as a surprise i liked it i i did i i loved i if you just started listening to boots of the face last week and you've never heard another episode before you know i can't stand cm punk CM Punk, Hulk Hogan, Triple H, Ric Flair, Charlotte Flair. All for different reasons. These are probably my top five worst fucking wrestlers that I would see on TV. CM Punk's number one. Can't stand him. I can't put him over Terry. I mean, yeah, I guess you're right. (laughs) (laughs) But CM Punk is up there. Like, I haven't liked the guy for years. Made it known, right? I still think it was cool the way they did it. His last two returns in AEW and in WWE, I don't like the guy at all. And I've probably watched both of them at least 20 times. Just to like see and feel that crowd reaction. I don't get why people like him. I don't get why people give a fuck. But it's cool to just see people fucking freak out like that. Now, it was in Chicago both times. A little bit of a home field advantage. But I love the way they did it. I love that they looked like they were going off the air. And then it just hit out of nowhere. Little trick that Triple H just pulled out of his hat before when he was running NXT. That's one of the old WCW Monday Nitro tricks. Mm. We are out of time. And then Sting drops down from the ceiling. Did they do that? They did that a lot. Tune in to Saturday night. We'll show you what happened. And then you got to watch Saturday night <laughs> to see uh, the shit that went okay. on after. Yeah, they, they did do that a lot. I thought you meant with the actual. Uh, the lower like third. The they, they would do that, too. They would do that, uh, too. They would run that every now and then. And then some more shit would happen. I want to think when Sting first turned on the NWO at Uncensored that they may have ran the lower third. I don't want to say I know that for a fact, but they made it look like they were going off the air. And then he jumped down from the ceiling and beat the shit out of the whole NWO. 
I just remember a lot. It'd be action going on in the ring, and then they just go off. Air ball was still happening. Yeah, I remember that. they tell they they run that fucking lower third. You might see two or three more right hands from somebody, and you hear Tony Schiavone. We're out of time. But but yeah yeah, uh, Triple H stole that I guess. But yeah man, like in the year of twenty twenty three, I think that's probably like one of the best kept surprises that you're gonna get at that yep. at that level like you had yeah people talking about it like whispering about it on the internet but nobody knew I th- and i think that's the best you're gonna get in, in the year of 2023 we're anti-spoiler here at boot to the face i hate spoilers i block people that post them on x um i hate the you know I, i'm a big fan of sean ross set I hate that I, I love that he puts his spoilers behind the paywall, but I hate that he posts them because then somebody just tweets it out and then somebody else retweets it. So you still see it. Right. But he's at least trying to keep the integrity like I'm not just going to rape your eyes with this spoiler. You got to pay for it. But then people pay for it and then they try to report it. Um, but I hate spoilers. The fact that nobody knew. No matter what dirt sheet you saw, they were like, everything we're hearing, Punk's not going to be there. As of 30 minutes ago, Punk's not there, blah, 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 right? I loved it. And then when he came out and nobody fucking knew, like you said, it's 2023. It's hard to keep a secret. The fact that you can, that's what wrestling is. Exactly. You know who was moonwalking like Michael Jackson? Your boy Meltzer? Ding. He, I mean, going back and forth with it with fans, like they called him out. Well, you see, I said that it could or could have not happened. Like, get the fuck out. That's of that, that cocksucker always says. He's like, he'll say something. For example, he'll be like, Becky Lynch is gonna face Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania, but plans could change. As of right now, that's what they're gonna do, but it might change before then. But as of right now, that's what they're gonna do. But if it does change, just remember I told you it could change. Nigga, you ain't telling me shit. That's nothing. You're just making shit up. And then when it doesn't happen, you say, well, I told you plans would change. Shut the fuck up. I can do the same thing. It might rain today, but plans could change. It right. could be sunshine all day. EJ, it's a chance of rain. Where, Rucker? Hell, everywhere. <laughs> shit. It's a chance of rain everywhere. Yeah, that's lame. Like, I respect dork. you more if you just stood on you know, what you reported first. Like, hey, I got this one wrong. I respect him more if he just shut the fuck up. Like, you don't have to not spoil happen. everything. Because for some reason, people want spoilers. And that I don't get. Yeah. Like, lame. we talked about it a couple weeks ago when Matt Hardy got fired because Edge was fucking Lita. And they wanted to get rid of Matt Hardy. And then they rehired him back and didn't tell anybody. And he just attacked Edge on Raw. Like, I know wrestling's not real. I know this shit's scripted. But for a second, I was like, I was like, oh shit. Matt Hardy just fucking, <laughs> Matt Hardy just pulled up on Edge on Monday Night Raw. And then you're like, hold on a second. This, why would they, and you start, why would they do that? That's the feeling you want to get. 
I'm 41 years old, man. Make me believe. Yeah. I completely agree with all those sentiments. I feel like it's gotten even worse in the age of the iPhone because there were sites when... Don't blame the iPhone. Smartphone. iPhone, Android, smartphone. smartphone, all All phones. You know what I meant. In the age of having the internet on your phone because we had sites back when early 2000s, but it didn't spread like wildfire when you could just look at it on your phone. So yeah, I just hate spoilers. It's lame. Like, why, you want to, why do you want to know? Right. I mean, it's a question. It's almost like a rhetorical question because we can't really answer it. But... And then nobody will answer it. Like, not only... I don't... Honestly, I don't give a fuck why you want to know. But why do you want to tell me when I don't want to know? Like if 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 you find out, why do you have to then tell everybody else? Nobody asked you that. You went and seeked out what's gonna happen. When I watch The Walking Dead, I don't want to know Rick's gonna die. I want to come on here, and when we talk about The Walking Dead, I want to say, you know who I wish would die? That motherfucker Rick. I can't stand this motherfucker. The main character of The Walking Dead. And when he did quote unquote die, because I haven't watched the rest of it, I was like, oh, did they just kill Rick? No. Yeah. So much for going back and watching that. Spoiler uh, alert. Um, what was I going to say about that? Yeah. Um, I, you, then you got like, you know, you have some people out there, wrestlers or entertainers that spoil the plots from movies too. That's lame <laughs> as well. Champa. Yeah, like that was you know that did suck. And luckily, I had seen the movie before he did it, but him spoiling the Avengers was I thought was like super funny. Yeah, that's funny, but spoiling wrestling storylines isn't funny, huh? No, I th- I only thought it was funny because I had already seen the movie. If I hadn't seen the movie, I'd have been like, "What a cocksucker this guy!" Yeah, it's just yeah, like it's people just love seeing other people miserable and that's something that's personally going on within yourself where you got to spoil it for other people. Yeah. But I'm not a therapist, so let's move on. <laughs> uh, so overall, how'd you like Survivor Series top to bottom? Uh, I love the the War Games matches mm. and the other matches were filler, so I liked it. Um, I thought it was a really good show, uh, top to bottom. I was, I was entertained all the way through. There was the Rhea versus, uh, Zoe match. I didn't too much care for, but Rhea's, uh, outfit kept me intrigued a little bit. Um, which is weird because I don't, I'm not even there with Rhea, but whatever. Uh, but CM Punk, let's, let's, let's get to this. On a scale of 1 to 10, if I would have told you a year ago, or when Brawl Out, no, when All In happened, the second time he got suspended, if I would have said he'll be in WWE by Survivor Series, on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you have given it then? So, after Brawl In this year? Yeah, after uh, Wembley, the last show he did for AEW. I would have gave it a 
5.5 maybe it's because everybody when it happened everybody was like hey wwe's probably gonna pick this guy up at survivor series but then you had the little stuff that came out in between then where we're like oh is it gonna happen and then people really stopped talking about it like that so i give it like a 5.5 i would have gave it a 10 and i would have to go dig through the archives but I'm pretty sure when Punk came back for AEW, I told Marty he'll he'll go back to WWE. When he came back to pro wrestling, I already knew it was a matter of time before he went back to WWE. Yeah. So I would have gave it a 10. Uh, last night on Monday Night Raw, he cut his first promo in WWE. What'd you think? I mean, on the mic? That's probably the best I've heard him speak within this whole comeback. Really? Like, it's probably better than 90% of all of his AEW. Really? Yeah. Okay. But he, he he didn't really say anything. <laughs> I'm just saying his, his, deliver, his delivery and his, like, he said it with his chest and his delivery. But he didn't really say anything. So that takes it down a notch. I feel like his his promo on the first night of collision was really good. Yeah, see, I said ninety percent. Yeah, falls in that ten percent direction. Um, but I agree with you. Like he didn't say shit, and honestly, for me being a guy that doesn't like CM Punk, I was looking forward to this promo. I was looking forward to hearing him, you know, tell us why, like. You tried to burn this motherfucker down when you left. And now you come back and you're talking about, I'm home? No, you're not. You're broke. That's what that is. You ain't got no money. I'm home. Get the fuck out of here. You did everything you could. When you left WWE. To bury the fuck out of him. You said. And I'm paraphrasing, but this is what he said. WWE broke his spirit as a wrestler to the point where he didn't even want to be in the business anymore. He wanted to go try MMA and other shit. He did not like wrestling anymore because of WWE. That don't sound like home. Hey, man. Only thing I can say is time heals all. No. What healed all was he thought the grass was greener on the other side, and he realized it wasn't. That's another factor. He realized the shit he was going through in WWE, you know, being world heavyweight champion 450 days, wrestling Undertaker at WrestleMania, but, oh, God forbid, you weren't in the main event, working through injuries. AJ, you're a little younger than I am. In the workforce when I was coming up, it wasn't right. You worked through stuff. You came to work when you were sick. You hurt yourself and you went back to work. And I'm, I work in a blue collar field. There was a. I was cutting a brake rod for a train with a blowtorch. And my foot started itching the top of it. I was like, oh, why is my foot itching? And I looked down and there's smoke coming from the top of my boot. A piece of steel. That I have cut with a blowtorch that was still orange, burned through the top of my pants and through the top of my boot, and put a two-degree burn on the top of my foot. 
Jeez. You go back to work. You probably shouldn't, but nobody discourages you from it. As a matter of fact, they're like, okay, well, we tape it up and you go back out there. And if you say, well, I kind of want to go home, people look at you crazy. That's just the, the way you came up then. Was it the best? No. So for Punk to get mad and be like, everybody wanted me to keep working through my injury, that's just the way shit was. Was it right or wrong? It's probably wrong. But you can't fault the people that grew up that way until they've been educated. And now today, if I were to do that, I'm going home. Like, you're not going to make me work through this. I know my rights and I know all that shit now. We didn't know all that shit back then. So for him to get mad and blame everybody, you have to take a, a step back and realize that like people just weren't educated at the time. That's true. I mean, looking back at it, he probably needed that seven years off or we probably wouldn't be talking about the story today. But even if you have your grievances, yeah. What good could come out of airing your laundry out to the world like that? Why don't you just keep it behind the scenes? You know? Yeah, yeah. He he wanted to fucking again. He wanted to burn the motherfucker down. Like I said, so for him to come back and say I'm home, I was told that I would have to leave and come back. Like I get it. That's all storyline, and you're not placating to the smart fans. But at the same time, like you told us what happened. You know, like, we're not subscribing to PW Torture, Sean Ross Sap on Fightful. Like, you told us for free. Fuck WWE. <laughs> I'll never fucking go back there. You walked out and you quit. You said it'll be a cold day in hell. Which Triple H tweeted that picture out. With that caption. Be a cold day in hell before I ever go back to WWE. And then you come back talking this I'm home bullshit. Give me something. This is your first promo in WWE in 10 years. You, The prodigal son comes back. Give me a good promo. He said a whole lot to not say a goddamn thing. Well, he's probably on a short leash. He probably had to stick within his boundaries or script. And if, that was the, and if that's the case, WWE writers need to... To kick themselves in the ass like why wouldn't you at least throw some storyline in there I'm so glad you said that you said he's on a short leash and I said this in our discord WWE doesn't need CM Punk CM Punk needs WWE WWE for the last six months twice a week a press release comes out and said, we've broken records for this market. We've never made this much money on a SmackDown here in fucking Wichita, Kansas. We've never made this much money on a Raw in Omaha, Nebraska. We've never had an MSG show make this much money. They're doing fine. AEW needed CM Punk, which is why he could act the way he acted so much. WWE doesn't need CM Punk. He needs them. I think he's going to be on his best fucking behavior. And honestly, I might come out on the other end of this run and being like, he ain't that bad. Because he is on a leash. 
Because he is doing what he's supposed to. I don't have to deal with the fucking malcontent and him going into business for himself. I can just watch this motherfucker wrestle and see what happens. I think you're going to be underwhelmed when he actually steps through the rope and the bell rings. But Com- I digress. Completely agree with you. I, I think he's the shits, honestly. That's why I never liked him. I never thought he was that good. But what I'm saying is I think he's on a leash, like you said, and... There ain't going to be any funny business. He's going to do what he's told. Because, again, he needs them. They don't need him. They're breaking records. The highest gross in WrestleMania. Highest gross in Royal Rumble. We're going to Saudi Arabia three times a year. We got all these fucking other countries we're putting pay-per-views and shit in now. We don't need CM Punk to sell tickets. Very true. And I've heard, uh, I can't remember who it might have been busted up. It might have been somewhere else. They were like, okay, I expect him to do a year, do what he needs to do. But then they didn't really explain, like, why they only expect him to do a year. If he's doing good, why wouldn't he go past the year? Are you alluding that he's going to blow it up again in a year? Like, I think this is like a, it's like a trial period. Yeah? Yeah, I think it's like a trial period, like a trial run. You know, you get well, you got like 90 days to return something to the store if you don't like it. Get your money back. Yeah. You're usually on a 90-day probation period. Yeah. I think that's all that is. I mean, if all goes well, though, you should probably want to extend it past the year. But I, I kind of get what they're saying. But let's hope he doesn't go off the rail. Like, it's entertaining, but it's also like a headache. The know keep reading stories about that it's like a broken record like yeah come on, man but yeah yeah it's definitely interesting seeing him back so besides how they actually executed it like you say you enjoyed that overall what are your thoughts on him being back i you know again i i loved how they brought him back on survivor series i wasn't a fan of uh I feel like they ignored they ignored a lot of shit. Like, there's obvious tension with him and Rollins. We don't need to ignore that. Let's fucking let's go. Like, what did he come back for? He's cleared to wrestle. I'm guessing. Don't give me this fucking politician promo that he gave me on Monday night. Let's talk some shit. Let's stir some shit up, and let's fucking go. I agree. They didn't really push the storyline. But how do you feel about him as a person and being back in the company? You touched on it a little bit earlier about he said, I'm home, but you like that's BS. How do you actually feel about him being back in the company? I don't like him. I don't like him. WWE was doing fine. They don't need him. Again, AEW needed him. If you go back through the archives and you listen to the show after he came back I'm pretty sure I can tell you that I don't like the guy but this is going to be good for wrestling this is going to be good for the AEW fans this is going to be good for wrestling because he's going to he's going to move the needle for him right WWE doesn't need him so to me he's just taking TV time away from people that I'd rather see Becky Lynch had a 50-second promo last night. 
two nights after winning the women's war games match two years in a row she's been the one getting the pinfall or submission in the women's war game match she had a 50 second promo because CM Punk was there Jay Uso Jay Uso did shit backstage he did a run in at the end but he was doing shit backstage with Randy Orton There's so I mean, I mean what else did you want from Jay Uso though? I wanted him to come out doing Orton's fucking either doing his promo or when you know what would have been better? When Judgment Day came out, if he would have came and helped Orton and then they would have had a moment out there in the ring, not a fucking fifteen second behind the scenes thing. There's so many other people I'd rather see than CM Punk. Honestly, I wish it would have worked out in, in AEW to where he was there helping that side as opposed to being a small fish in a big pond now. Yeah, I mean, like you said earlier, AEW does need him, but I think in the long run, this will help them grow on their own. See if you can swim on your own. See if you can still flow as a company without having him. But like you said, they, they do need him. But sometimes you got to bruise yourself to make yourself stronger in the long run. So I think that's how they'll have to proceed now. But going back to CM Punk, like actually being in the company, man, I absolutely love it. I like seeing the world set on fire. It set ablaze. I like the internet community going crazy. <laughs> as far as him, as far as him actually, niggas burning CM Punk shirts from AEW right now. Yeah, I see, and I'm gonna get into that in a second. Like, <laughs> as a wrestler, eh, I'm not really a fan of him. As a person, I think he's whiny, but I just like seeing chaos, man. Yeah, and I usually don't interact with the internet. Uh, community but i had time for it this past weekend mm. not too much but you know i was interacting with some of the people on there and it was like basically three groups of people and i had to respond to all of them because i'm always a pretty even keel person like i like to see everything from all perspectives so you had the AEW fans they were like he's such a big hypocrite and I don't believe anything he says now, Lynn. He he is a bit of a guy. he is a bit of a hypocrite though. And I'm like, and to those fans, I was saying like, you weren't saying this three months ago when he was in your company. They ain't really had anything to really say back to me. That wasn't hypocritical though. Him going to AEW, him being WWE is hypocritical. They they kicked him out of the company. He quit, EJ. Who? Punk quit WWE. They didn't kick him out. I'm talking about AEW. He got fired. I mean, I think it's petty, but like, if y'all kick me out, then I'm going to go back to a major company that does want me. He got fired with just cause. The nigga assaulted somebody. He assaulted a co-worker. It's Jungle Boy Jack Perry, man. It he doesn't matter. But He's a young boy. If this was his first offense, EJ, I'd, I'd be on Team EJ right now. But this motherfucker caused trouble the whole time he was there. He was daring Tony Khan to fire him. You saw, you saw the brawled out press conference. He looked that motherfucker in the eye and 
Shut the fuck up. I'm talking. I, like I said on previous shows, he didn't go about it the right way, but the little the little high school things behind the scene, they did all they could to press his button. And I agree. Who I'm talking about, the elite, and then they have the little minions like a Jack Perry. He I agree. The complete wrong way. I agree. Well, I mean, it shouldn't have happened, but now that it does happen, I, I want to make money. I'm not gonna just sit on my hands. So, I get you. Yeah, you can say he's a little hypocrite. They fired him on his wedding day, but hey, money talks. So they uh, technically they fired him on his wedding day, but he quit. Yeah, he man. walked out. He walked <laughs> out and said he's never doing it again. And eventually they said, "All right, well, he ain't coming back." It just so happened to be his wedding day. Again, you know who would have never known that? Me or you. But he decided to go talking about this shit everywhere. I've never worked for that company and they fired me on my wedding day. I'm home. Shut the fuck up. Hypocrite. Yeah, so. Back to my point. uh, I was interacting with those type of fans and that didn't consume a lot of my day. But then you had two sets of WWE fans who I was responding to. You had the ones that like, I don't want to see him in this company at all. Why not? I mean, I understand that he's a crybaby, but he's going to bring eyes to the television. I'm sure the Monday Night Raw that we just watched yesterday, I'm sure the ratings were through the roof. T-shirt sales through the roof. What did they say? It was the most viewed social media? I mean, but they are, they do that every week, though. Like, yeah, he broke it this week, but last week somebody else broke it, you know? If he wouldn't have came back, it would have been our truth that broke it if it wasn't punk. Like, they do this. This is what WWE does now. They don't need him to do that. They don't need him, but it's still icing on the cake. Like, it was all over the news on, like, mainstream news, not just the wrestling bubble. And I... I I mean, I kind of get your sentiment. He's taking up somebody's spot. Like, it's only but so many spaces. But the cream always rises to the top. If it meant to shine, and you're going to shine through, I think he's going to be more so in this edge role. And that's basically like swapping one for one. I don't think he's going to be on TV wrestling every week. I might be wrong. He can't. He gets hurt every time he wrestles. Yeah, he's brittle. He is brittle. But he tried at AEW. It backfired on him. <laughs> would say, but he tried. <laughs> and Triple H is smart. He's not even gonna let him try. Hey, like, you only wrestling on PLEs or special raw. So, yeah, I mean, you might not like him, but he's gonna garner attention. So that was one set of fans I was reacting to, and then the the third set of fans. It's just. Fans, I just hate interacting with. This is the biggest move in WWE history. WWE can do no wrong. It's all right. Like, why do you have to down other companies just to prove that your other company is quote unquote superior? Like, yeah, that's that's just corny to me. Wrestling is good when the whole business is doing good. So you could you could be happy for your company, but not shit on other companies. So that's the fans that I hate the most out of those three fans I just talked about. Yeah, I, that's the, uh, if you say Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback, you're shitting on Dak Prescott. 
No, I'm not. I'm just saying Jalen Hurts is good. I didn't say anything about that. No, if you if you're saying Jalen's good, you're saying Dak sucks. It's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying Jalen's good and Dak's better. <laughs> yeah, but that's not that's not what I was seeing. I was seeing that, and then they would say something about AEW after that. All right. You could have just left it at that, and it would have yeah. been fine. But you got to take you... shots. Yeah, and and like I'm all about the lighthearted. Like there was a bunch of Tony Khan memes that were funny, but were lighthearted. But when you started getting mean spirited, and I'm like, that's lame. Like I sure you saw the Tony Khan memes. A lot of those were funny. Like the CM Punk one was like, this is how the hard uh, cam side looks. Oh my God. People in it. Why are there people on the hard cam side? I saw yeah, that one. See, that's like, that's like lighthearted funny, but then you had some other mean-spirited ones. I can't even remember off the top of my head. I'm like, all right, you're being lame and corny. Because yeah. if, it, if it wasn't in any other company, you have like hundreds of wrestlers not employed by now. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, all in all, like I said, I like to see the world set on fire. So I'm here for the ride to see how this plays out. But like you said, why didn't they follow up with a Seth Rollins? Like they're they're trying to keep them away, and there's no pay per view anytime soon. So maybe that's why. But why not drop like a, a like an egg in there really quickly, or like you know set 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 it off a little bit, and maybe pull it back and then return to it. Why not? address you didn't address it at all so yeah i didn't get that uh something you talked about in your your three keys were you said swapping edge for cm punk in our notes you you said uh aew sign copeland osprey jay white mariah may in 2023 technically they've signed ronda haven't they isn't she working with roh i'm hearing it's like a Handshake agreement, nothing in ink. So okay, and it's an yes, yeah, an ROA. Like not even, that's so stupid. Versus WWE, who's got Punk, Dragon Lee, Jade, and Pillman Jr. I'm guessing what you wanted me to do was pick a winner out of this. Yeah, like yeah, who who quote unquote won the trade? There's two winners. Mm-hmm. If you want to tell me which company is going to make the most money off of who they sign, WWE is. Between Punk and Jade, Pillman Jr. doesn't matter. Dragon Lee is, you know, they're trying to get, they're trying to find another Rey Mysterio. And that's what Dragon Lee is. Don't get me wrong. He can fucking do it too. Like, he's good as shit. That's all that is. If you're telling me Who's going to have the best matches and intrigue me the most? Will Ospreay and Jay White in AEW is already off to a good start. Will Ospreay hadn't even done anything yet besides announce that he's in AEW. Jay White's had a really good storyline, really good matches. I'm sorry. Storyline with MJF's not that good because he stole the belt and lost. But before that, he's had really good matches with FTR. Even the match with MJF was really good. So I'm saying it depends on what you're asking me, your criteria for who won. Money, WWE. Better product on TV, AEW. Yeah, I mean, kind of answered it perfectly because 
I was asking it because I don't even think there's an answer for it because yeah. I saw a lot of fans going back and forth. I was like, well, give me an edge for Punk all day. I mean, not me. I don't like either one of them. <laughs> yeah, no. But <laughs> Punk is like literally the internet age of like popularity. He, I think he's popular, more popular than Edge in that aspect. Oh yeah. As far as name value, they're probably. Not that far apart as far as actual name value. Punk is a lightning rod, though. Like, you can say, I'm an Edge fan in a room full of people, and people be like, okay, cool. You can say, I'm a CM Punk fan, and you're going to have five people on this side say, let me tell you why I don't like CM Punk. And then five people over here say, let me tell you what. CM Punk is the Dallas Cowboys of pro wrestling. Perfect way to put it. I'm a Cowboys fan. If I wear a Dallas Cowboys hat out in public, I'm going to have people that I don't know coming up to me telling me why the Cowboys can't win the Super Bowl this year. Because their left tackle is old. Their right tackle is not that good. Jerry Jones is still in charge. Who do you cheer for, sir? Oh, I'm, I'm a Seahawks fan. Or I'm a Titans fan. Why do you know so much about my team? And then I'm going to have five people come up. I've been a Cowboys fan since 1983. And they give me their whole life story. That's CM Punk. Yeah, you put it perfectly. Polarizing lightning rod. Yeah, but yeah, like you said, like you tell the Edge fan that they're gonna be like, oh, cool. But yeah, it's like you said, in ring AEW, those are home run hit. But WWE is gonna make the most money, so. There you go for all you IWC <laughs> talking about trades and whatnot. Speaking of Jade, real quick, tell me why your boy Triple H basically said AEW didn't teach her shit when she was there. <laughs> I, I saw that. <laughs> she, she my man like, said, "My man said she ain't ready to be on TV yet." Through no fault of her own, it's it's worse. It was it's how she was raised. <laughs> little, little subtle shots. I mean, <laughs> He said that shit so coy. I was like, this nigga just said what I think he said. I mean, as far as I'm sure she's learned a whole lot in ring. I mean, that's what happens when you hire somebody that doesn't have any experience and they don't have the infrastructure to teach people like that. Besides yeah. the nightmare factory what they had, but that left. QT's gone. Yeah. Boy, QT today, Marshall out of there. What, 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 what'd you say after QT? He's gone. He's out of there. Has anything emerged from that? I know you posted it. No, he just resigned. He said uh, AEW is basically not the company that he was working for four years ago when he started. They're going in a different direction. Basically the same shit Cody said. The same shit. Uh, who else resigned lately? I mean, you had... Like Sonny Kiss and wrestlers like that. No, there was somebody else, but Cody basically said the same thing. He's like, we just we have creative and philosophical differences. CM Punk, CM Punk clearly had differences with AEW. That's more so on personal level, I guess. But I mean, you could take that as a positive or negative. If you're the same company that you are four years ago, then are you growing as a company? He didn't really elaborate. I need to hear more details. I think they're growing the wrong way than what AEW was built on. 
I think that's what they meant. I mean, they're built on being like sports and the actual wrestling company, but you're a guy, you like storylines. You gotta have some type of storyline in there. Yeah. Or just have somebody that looks like Fallon Henley on TV. Whew. I mean, that's a that's a conversation for a different podcast. That's a bird <laughs> of a different feather. <laughs> and now they got Nikita Lyons on TV kickboxing a fucking body bag and leopard printed spandex. She's back. <sighs> no, she ain't TV. back. She's just this is her social media. Uh, shout out to the boy. Uh, Devin, Aaron's son, he he sent this. Oh, she is on TV. Look at that. She's in the crowd watching, doing her little raw shit. Well, this ain't the pandemic era. era. Why is she in the crowd? I don't know. S- still hurt, I guess. Yeah, stay your ass at home if you hurt. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the thing was, stay home if you sick. Come over if you thick, and 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 she can come over. <laughs> um, and now here comes Keanu James. Let me let me refocus and get back here. Uh, power rankings, EJ. Yes, sir. I think I went first last week. Oh my God! I gotta go first. Uh, give me Rhea Ripley, number five. Mommy, huh, interesting. Mommy's always on top. Rhea Ripley in number five. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, my number five. Give me the winner. Well, she's one of the winners, but she got the pen of War Games. Give me the man Becky Lynch at mm-hmm. number five. Number four. I got who's starting to shape as a pretty dastardly heel. Starting to garner some heat. I got Santos Escobar to win over Dragon Lee on the Survivor Series. That's my boy. Big yeah, Escobar you're a, fan. You're an Escobar fan? I, I like Escobar. I really do. Yeah? What uh, pops off the screen when you're watching him? I don't know. He's just so... He's good in the ring. I like... Uh, normally, I don't like this. I love the way he transitioned his promos from English to Spanish. I don't know. Something about the way he does it works for me. I love the suits. I love. Uh, I hope he gets his crew back together. But yeah, I love. Gotta get that. I love him telling Ray like, "I hope your fucking surgery goes shitty, and they gotta cut your goddamn leg off." <laughs> I don't know. That's just some gangster shit to say to somebody, right? I hope you can never come. I don't even want to fight you no more. I hope they gotta cut your fucking leg off. Yeah, I did cold. this to you. <laughs> yeah, that's cold. I'm digging that. Yeah, so I, I'm a, I'm a big Santos guy. Um, my number four. <sighs> Swerve. Advanced Man. in the uh, the Continental Classic this week. Man, you kind of read my mind. I was going to put him on there, but I left him off. I was literally going to put him at number five, but I'm like, let me slide back into that. Because of that win in the Continental Classic. And I was thinking about it a little bit. I, I I get why he's in it, but I don't even want to mess him with that. Just mm. move him to the move him to the main event scene. I'm so glad you said this because I want to talk about it. 
I feel like he's gonna he's gonna win, and I don't like it. You think so? Yeah. But then you know how they, it's a round robin. It's a G uh, the the G one classic or climax or yeah. Y'all know what I'm talking about. New Japan's it's a rip off of that. I think he's gonna. You gonna just go undefeated in it? I don't think he's gonna go undefeated. I think he's gonna win the whole thing. Though. He's gonna be the first New Japan slash AEW champion. I don't like but then, it. But then he's gonna take unnecessary L's along the way. Yeah. I, I just don't want him. I don't want him in this tournament. I don't want him to be that Continental Classic champion either. I don't like it. I want him to beat MJF. And so, so it was good that. He wasn't just out of sight, out of mind. They actually had him on the episode following Full Gear, but I don't, I don't like him in that capacity. I'm with you on that. So. Yeah. Uh, my number three would be and still your intercontinental heavyweight champion, the Hing General. Gunter. Yeah, that's, did I already say my number four? I said Santos, right? Yeah. 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 What do you uh, What do you think about them having uh, Gunther win with like a different finish move every time? I fucking love it. I'm glad you asked me that. I love that he is so good. He doesn't have a finisher. He just fucking. Okay. Oh, your back's fucked up. Let me put my knee into it in the middle of this Boston crab. And winning with a Boston crab in Chicago? He trolled them motherfuckers and they didn't even know it. They didn't even know it. I love it. I didn't know Chicago and Boston had beef like that. Oh, yeah. The Bulls and the Celtics? Are you kidding me? They don't like each other. Yeah. yeah I guess. <laughs> um, And our boy Joel, shout out to him, uh, Rats House of Retro. He, he echoed my sentiment. I love the finish of Gunther matches when it's a fucking tit-for-tat match and he'll hit a big move at the end and then the urgency kicks in and he's just like, I'm about to hit five finishers on your motherfucking ass, one after the other. Not a pose, not a um, cock my fist and do a Superman punch and do the ooh-ah. No. I'm going to clothesline you. I'm going to pick you up. I'm going to clothesline you again. I'm going to roll you over. I'm going to powerbomb you. And I'm going to jump over the top rope before you can fucking say ouch. And then I'm going to pin you. I love it. Yeah. So uh, That's a good segue to my number three because I also have Gunther as my number three. And, yeah, man, I like the fact that you don't know what he's going to finish you with. That kind of mirrors a real, like, shoot MMA fight, like. Might win by knockout. You might win by Kimura. Might win by TKO elbows. So yeah, I like the like the, the raw realness factor uh, when he goes in the ring. He just makes you feel like he's actually beating the shit out of you, and he probably is actually beating the shit. Out of you. <laughs> right. I'm I'm sure he's working hella stiff in there. I mean, them them fucking red marks <laughs> on the motherfucker's chest ain't fake. Yeah, exactly. I got him as number three. Number two, the Viper. You're returning, Randy Keith Orton, with the RKO on uh, JD McDonough off the cage. That was pretty sick. Yeah. And then coming back and beating Dom Dom on Raw. The boy's back. 
How'd you feel about that RKO? People were going crazy. I thought it was cool. Yeah, I like the one that he did on uh, Rollins WrestleMania better. Yeah, he's had some really good ones. I saw uh, he did one on Dolph Ziggler here in Atlanta. I think he had him up for like a power bomb, maybe. He did something where it was. I think he was just trying different RKOs at the time, but he hit Dolph Ziggler with one here in Atlanta. Also, the best part of WrestleMania here in Atlanta 27, Randy Orton versus CM Punk. Randy Orton catches Punk with an RKO off the top rope and beats him. One, two, three. Randy Orton also one of my top five favorite wrestlers of all time. I didn't know that. Yeah. So him beating CM Punk like popped me at WrestleMania here in Atlanta. Sure did. Um, but yeah, his, his, you know, I liked it and I didn't like it. It was so set up. And so like JD had a little platform to stand off of and jump. Like I get, you want to be safe, but that kind of takes me out of it. Um, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause let's uh, circle back to the women's match. I know you enjoyed it a lot, but I, I hate how they all stand around. It looked cool when uh, EO put the garbage can, but like they all got to gather around. I just, I just hate that spot in general. Not just, I'm not nitpicking at EO. I just hate that spot in general where people have to gather around. I know they need a base, but every time they do it, it doesn't look natural. And then also your girl, I'm being sarcastic, uh, Charlotte with that moonsault, but she almost killed people. EO, she almost killed EO. Yeah, you tell me how a woman can put a trash can on the top of her head and do a better move off the top of a cage than a woman who's just up there. Eos at least look good. Charlotte's look like she just did a backflip, landed on her feet, and landed on Eos' head. I, I don't get it. And we talked about this last week. I told you she was gonna do that. There's gonna be a point where Charlotte does a moonsault off the top of the cage. It's gonna look like shit. And man, that's why I popped when she did it. I think it looks terrible, but I get enjoyment every time she does it because I know it's going to make me mad. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> I get, uh, she's like pushing 40. Not that I'm not age shame or anything. Like, if you could do less wear and tear on your body, why not just eliminate that? It's unnecessary. She literally said in the press conference after, like, I had to do my moonsault. She said no, that. You didn't. She's, she basically said, I had to get my shit in. You didn't have to do it. You wanted to do it. Meanwhile, Becky's sitting over there like, I don't do that type of shit. I'm over as a motherfucker. Exactly. You're doing too much, Charlotte. Um, We don't normally do this, but I'm going to put her on here. I'll do Becky as an honorable mention because she won. But I'm going to put Bailey on here, my number two in the power rankings. Man, she was taking bullets left and right for damage control. I feel like Bailey was the MVP of that match. And they're probably not going to appreciate that at all. They're probably going to do this girl dirty. Damage control? Yeah. Yeah, you know. They're going to beat the shit out of her. <laughs> so, we're kind of foreshadowing. If they do turn her baby face again, how do you think they approach this time? I don't think they could go back to the hugger. I think that's dead and gone. I, I don't know if she'll be a baby face or not. They're just going to beat the shit out of her in damage. Damage control might turn baby face by beating Bailey's ass. Because Bailey's such a fucking bitch. <laughs> For lack of a better term. Like, 
I, I get what you're saying, but the goal is probably not to, <laughs> to turn them face by beating her up and kicking her out. It happened. I mean, the goal was not to turn Becky Lynch baby face when she turned on Charlotte. I know, but no, it's a perfect storm for everybody to love Becky. Uh, I don't think it. I don't think if they would beat her up, I don't think the fans would start cheering necessarily. They might not just like either one. One of them, they might just hate both of them. Uh, but yeah, I mean, still didn't get my answer, like my question answered. Like, if she, if she, hypothetically, if if they do try to make her fade, well, how do you think they approach it? I don't think she'll go back to the hugger. I think uh, I don't know, she'll just be a, she'll just be Bailey. I mean, she's pretty much she was pretty much a baby face when she's doing that ding dong hello. And her fucking talk show where she was Sally Jesse Raphael. They'll probably go back to that, Bailey. People uh, loved like, her doing that. Like, trying to keep her edge a little bit, but then throw a little comedy in there. Yep. I can see them doing that. I mean, she did grow her hair back out, so maybe they tried to do the hugger, but I think it's a little corny. What? What do I know? I don't have the pen. Yeah, and then the way they set it up in the match, I mean, they set her up as baby face ish with her taking the bullets for everybody. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's, it's pretty intriguing now. I mean, it's interesting because they took that uh, December pay per view off. They used to do like a TLC or something like that. Then they used to do that like in December. I don't know when TLC. Yeah, I think TLC was in December. You're right. A couple years ago, at least. They don't have that. So this is like the time of the year where I hope they don't uh, just coast. I hope they actually try to set storylines up for Rumble. But Rumble's not till what, end of January? Yep. So I think this is very important for them as far as like interest to actually keep some stuff going on. I don't know why they got rid of the December pay-per-view. I think it's like a nice little stopgap, but... Yeah, I mean, I guess it garners more excitement and, you know, build more excitement up for the Royal Rumble, but we'll have to see. That was uh, your number two, though? Number one, the returning Randy Orton. Randy Q. Orton. How do you uh, feel about him using the RKO still if, if the reason why he's gone it was his back? I mean, his shoulder was fucked up years ago, too, and he still used the RKO. He wouldn't do it if it was detrimental to him, you know? Not like Nikki Bella, who they said, your neck's fucked up, but she kept doing the fucking rack attack. Yeah, but... Doesn't that, like, wear and tear add up, though? He might be good now. I don't, I don't think... I mean, it's just a... It's no different than him getting body slammed. It's the same. It's the same way to fall down. How many body slams he taking nowadays? I mean, it's a it's a bump. It's a flat back bump. Like what he's doing. Like I don't. All right. So if I gotta do the RKO, you can only slam me two times instead of three. It's a good way. I'm just trying to you know gauge it because that's a lot of people's uh, gripes online that he might have needed to get rid of it. You can't get, you can't be Randy Orton and not do the arcade. What's he gonna do? A, a power bomb now? People were saying to replace it with the punt, but that's like a, something that you pull out 
when you gotta like send somebody in the shelf. You just can't use that as a finishing move. Randy Orton debuting his new spinning toehold. Get out of here. He's the RKO guy. If he can't RKO, he can't go to work. He could go back to the overdrive. I don't even know what that is. You don't remember his move when he first came in? Was that when he yeah. just jumped off the top rope and do a crossbody? It's uh, MVP's finishing move. Oh, no, no. That little <laughs> fucking reverse Russian leg sweep. Where he has it. He has where he has like the yeah the leg on the head like a almost like a famous hair and then grab your arm and then like spin oh it. that thing yeah yeah no he can't do that that's just whack yeah uh, well what Randy Owens like forty three so he, that's what he got all the muscles for so he have a fucking something to brace his impact when he falls I, yeah I, how many years you think he has left. Shit, the way he looked, 10. 10, that's a lot. I said he's 5 and then he'll bow out. I mean, he probably won't stay around for 10, but he could probably go 10 if he wanted to. I mean, you see uh, Steve Borden over there in the other company. This man's 65. Everybody ain't built like the Stinger. He built different. They don't make him like the Stinger anymore. That's true. Ex Undertaker. <laughs> uh, let's not talk about that guy. It's fucking overrated. It's fucking loser. I don't. I don't go all that. I just think he's overrated. Yeah, he's a fucking loser. A level. You just took it to a different level. What's the difference? Overrated, a fucking loser. What's the difference? Overrated is like he's on some people's Mount Rushmore. Yeah, he's a loser. He's not. I think he he was a, he was good. He was good in his role. I don't think he's a Mount Rushmore wrestler. He's a bag carrier. Carry Steve Austin's bags. You went over the edge again. No, I didn't go over the edge. <laughs> That's what Ricky hey. Starks did. If you if you listen to this, uh, Undertaker, Mark Callow, yeah, I don't fuck want you. no smoke. I fuck don't want you. no smoke. If you listen to this, fuck you. <laughs> I don't want no smoke with you. You're okay in my book. Just not yeah. my month. Yeah, one. you're okay as an average. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get back on track. <laughs> Uh, Let's take a break. One. Let's take. Oh my bad. Go ahead. Do your number you one. Take a break. Do your number one, then we'll take a break for a second. My number one is Chris Rucker's all-time favorite wrestler, one Phil Brooks, Chick Magnet. He didn't even wrestle. Hey, sometimes, like you said, sometimes we don't stick to the rules. You know, my <laughs> list is usually people that actually wrestle, but I wanted to pop Rucker on this, so. I got Punk is on number one. You know what you did? You did the same shit that WWE did with that storyline. You're just trying to get a reaction out of me. And I ain't going <laughs> to give it to you. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do what y'all want me to do. And I'm just going to cheer for Randy Orton when he comes out. Good <laughs> list. Good list, EJ. Hey. That's what I do. All right. Next up on the docket, EJ, we got listener questions. It was Ooh. such a hit last week, I decided to do it again this week. Let me go in here and let's go in here and find them. Um Nico Dad twenty six says, Will MJF be the next AEW star that makes the jump to WWE? So is he saying immediately next? He's just saying the next guy, the next big name. You had Cody, you had Jade. 
Now you got CM Punk. Is MJF going to be the next person on that tier to go to WWE? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say it's going to be some people in between there, but I think he does eventually get over there. I think he probably just resigned that we don't we don't know about it. I think that war 2024, I don't think that's going to be a real thing. I think he resigned and I think he regrets it. <laughs> I think he resigned like 6 months ago or maybe a year ago when he won the world title. And I think he's regretting it. Um, but yeah, I, I don't d- think he regrets it. I do think he'll be the next big star to go. I don't. I don't think Moxley's going to go back. I think Brian will retire before he goes back. Who else is that big over there? Britt Baker. Yeah, maybe somebody from the women's division or. They're not maybe they may not be on the level of MJF. I could see like a Andrade or a Malachi going back. That's not big though. Uh, just random, real quick. I got NXT playing. I want to see Wardlow versus Braun Breaker. I wouldn't be mad at that. I'm not clamoring for it, but if it happened. I can't I'm, even see a Wardlow going over there before MJF. It's one of the reasons I said it. But I'm watching Braun Breaker come out, and I thought it was Wardlow. And then when I realized it was Breaker, I was like, also, he's got a horribly drawn-in beard. Like, it's so obvious his beard's drawn in. Like, when you watch NXT tonight, watch Braun Breaker's intro when he gets in the ring. It looks so bad, EJ. <laughs> it looks like one of those Instagram things where you're watching the barbers, like, spray paint. With a little plate right there. It's bad. Um, Yeah, I I just want to see them two beat the shit out of each other. I mean, Warlow's bigger than Braun Breaker. I don't know how you... Taller, maybe. He's like, yo, yo. Braun Breaker, don't get me wrong. Braun Breaker's a jack dude. No, I I think they're closer to the same size than you think. I don't know. I'll I'll look it up right now, then. Uh, Warlord, he had like at least 20 pounds on Brown Breaker. Unless he's shorter. If he's shorter than all bets are off. Warlow's build at 6'2", 277 pounds. Yeah, Brown Breaker ain't no dang 270. I get Brown Breaker about 240. You're 10 off. Brown Breaker, 6 feet, 230. Yeah, I know no, it wasn't crazy. That's not a lot, though, when you're that big. 40 pounds ain't a lot when you're that big. I, I just know Warlow looks like a bigger dude. But like I said, Brown Breaker's a stout, strong dude, too. So, yeah. No no shade at Brown. Um, so, yeah, I think MJF will be the next guy to go. And you said no. Nah, I think it's going to be some people in between. I think he probably sound like a lengthy extension. And I don't think he regrets it, though. You say he regrets it? I don't think. He's yeah. in the spot that he wants to be in, right? I he's think he's champion. looking at it now like, fuck. He's the champion? <laughs> I mean, yeah, the champion of uh, a fucking company that doesn't even have fans on the hard cam side nine times out of ten. We we could talk all day about the attendance. We have. Uh, I'm just talking about as far as like being 
in the position that he's in. Right. And I don't think I think that he's regretting it. I, I yeah, he's a champion, but business isn't doing good. Not no through no fault of his. I think things around him are faulting why AEW's not growing. And I think he's realized again, this is just me saying what I think. I think he's realizing like shit. No matter how hard I fucking try, I got all these other variables here fucking it up for everybody. Well, this is all speculation. Um, I I think when he goes to WWE, it's going to be the perfect time for him to do that. And I, I don't think he, see, he sees Roman still on top. I think when he goes over, he just wants to be in the main event spot immediately. I think if he went over there right now, he wouldn't be. So... I think he has it all mapped up, at, mapped out at this point. Because if he if he wanted to be over here, he wouldn't have signed the extension. Because he Cody's been over there since early twenty twenty two, and that's his best friend. So he ain't Cody I though. That, what's that? I, I he ain't Cody. I love MJF, but he's not a he's not a WWE main eventer. He's the Miz with profanity. He probably you don't think he sees himself as a main eventer. Though? He can see himself as whatever he wants, but when he goes over there, he ain't in the main event right now. And that's and that's why I'm telling you that's why I don't think he regrets it because he, he he has to know he wouldn't be in the main event spot right now. I think he regrets it because he's looking. He's not comparing himself to Cody. He's comparing himself to Jade. And I think he's looking and he's like, "Fuck, Jade was the shit here. She can't even get on TV in WWE, but she's in NXT and she's learning every day. She's being taught by Shawn Michaels and Fit Finley and." Sarah Del Rey, right? All these people that are here teaching her. I ain't getting none of that shit. They got me out here with Adam Cole. He he's pretty. He could, of course, he could learn little stuff here and there, but he's pretty much where he needs to be in the ring. Like people, he's been putting on bangers. Oh, I'm not gonna I, disagree with that at all. I don't see. Like I said, of course you could pick the mind of a great like Shawn Michaels I know you're not a fan but Fuck he's pretty much there like you could polish some things here and there but Jay definitely needed it yeah, not so much I said I think he's gonna eventually be over there but I think he's got it planned he's only like 26 he's got time and I just think more uh, a name or two will go in there in between from the heat check podcast the heat check podcast or boy chaos does Punk ever get back to wearing a title in the WWE? Ooh, that's a good line. Uh, I don't see him with... I mean, he's at the point where I think he just wants to do fun matches. So I was going to say I don't see him with a mid-card title. But that's the only title that I can see him winning. I, I don't know because I was going to say you got that Seth's belt. I hope not. <laughs> I just hope not. Because he's hurt. Like, why would you put the title on him if you know that he might not be able to defend it? That's that's my answer. I think if he wasn't so fragile, they would. But his last two title reigns in AEW, since he's been back in the past nine years, he's had to forfeit the title due to injury. WWE ain't going to put the title on you when you can't work. Look what happened to Dolph Ziggler. He finally won the world title, cashing in on Del Rio and got a concussion. 
he was never looked at the same. Yeah, there you have it. Um, you think Punk main events one of the WrestleMania nights? Oh shit, no, fuck no. Curtain jerker, and not in a bad way. That's that's also curtain jerker is always a, a derogatory term. From what I've heard from every wrestler, if you're not last, go first. Yeah, not in the wrestling business. Maybe if you're on yeah. uh, boxing or MMA card, but not in the wrestling business. If if um, you if your music's not playing last to end the night, you want your music to be the first music that plays. I can't tell you how many times when Becky Lynch was at her hottest as the man, but they were having other people main event, they would always start the show out with her music first. Even when she was a champion, she would still be the first one to come out. Get the crowd fucking hyped. You think that uh, they put a woman in the main event, one of the main event spots? Then depends on who it is. If you give me Becky versus Rhea, yeah, that can main event night one. If so, let me, let me uh, play the other side of things. If if they put another male in there, what do you think it should be? Since you say punk, not punk, not Roman. We already. We're already having that on night two. That's probably Roman and Cody, hypothetically, or Roman and Rock, which I doubt. That's a long shot. That's already night one. I mean, night two. I'm saying, what do you think the male main event would be on night one? Brock versus Gunther. See, I see. I'm I'm on the opposite side of things with you. I think that was should be the curtain jerker, and then a Punk and Rollins should be the main event on night one. One, if they don't mean to be a woman, I think they should put a woman on that spot just because they didn't do it last year or the year before last. The last time they had it was uh, was Sasha and uh, yeah, Bianca, yeah, uh, got Becky and Rhea. You gotta put that on, I mean, yeah, because because I, I, I can't say this because it was Stone Cold's first match in yeah. 20 years or whatever. But I feel like that Becky versus Bianca match was a main of a WrestleMania main event match. The build for it was really good. The actual match was really fucking good. The crowd involvement was really good. But it's fucking Stone Cold coming back, man. What, what, it's just you know what can you do? Uh, you said you said Bianca Bianca and uh, Becky at WrestleMania in Dallas. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. For some reason I thought you said Bianca and. Uh... Sasha, yeah, Bianca, Bianca and Becky didn't main event, but that was a really good match, though. It's a really good story, really good program. Like the whole thing was that if Stone Cold doesn't come back, there was no, there's nothing on that night one that should have main evented over that. But yeah, it's fucking Stone Cold coming back in Texas. Like, that was just bad timing, you know. It's, sorry, yeah. ladies. And I don't think you had too much pushback on that, so, but. I think we might we probably did already touch on this. What do you think about the the following year when you had the tag team instead of Charlotte and Rhea, which they, which Charlotte was complaining about? There was no story with Charlotte and Rhea. Like that was thrown together so quick. This was the bloodline, the fallout, Sammy leaving, Jay turning on Sammy, Sammy and KO getting back together. Like this was the main event. And it was, you know, and I love women's wrestling, EJ. Like, I'm the biggest proponent for women's wrestling that I know. But you can't 
be like, well, it's the first time ever for women. And then when it's the first time ever for a tag team, a tag team match is never main event at WrestleMania. Not an actual tag. Hulk Hogan and Mr. T, that, I don't look at that as that count. But an actual tag team, the Usos versus Sammy and KO, never main you, event you WrestleMania. Say, you could say championship tag team match. Yeah. First time ever in the history. You can't get mad at that and be like, well, we're women. Cool. You had no story, Charlotte. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I'm all about the progression for women's wrestling because they've been held back in a lot of ways. Right. You know, the prior history of women being in wrestling. But you also don't want to put them in there just to say that you did it, just to tick a box if there's no storyline. Exactly. Going in there. Sasha and Bianca had a story. Becky and Ronda had a story, even though Charlotte was thrown in there. Becky was at the time the biggest star in WWE. It made sense. Charlotte and Rhea didn't make sense in the main event. Yeah, so. So sorry for you, Charlotte. That was a good question, though. We got any more up? Oh, we got a couple more. Uh, We got four more, actually. Uh, We'll try to go a little faster, I guess. Because we still got to get to NFL picks. Peteopolis. What up, Pete? Give us a post-Survivor Series match. Five on five. Team Punk versus Team Rollins. Can Punk get four more people to be on his team? And if so, what are the teams? In real life, no. Let's talk about about storyline. I'm on Team Rollins in real life. (laughs) Sign me up. Man. That's a good question because I really don't know who you put on Punk's side. Uh, I'll let you go first. Well, you can just have them combined and we'll just, like we did last week. All right, Team Punk, give me. I'll put Randy Orton on Team Punk. Okay. I feel like Orton's one of those guys that he could go either way, Team Punk or Team Rollins. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll put him on Punk's team. So I'm gonna. I guess we're gonna go. Let, we have to make it like it doesn't matter. SmackDown or Raw. So right. Let, let me let me get uh, KO on Punk's team. They seem like they may be cut from the same cloth somewhat. That's a good one. Well, if you're gonna do KO, I'll put Sami Zayn on there. All right, that makes sense. That's that's four that's three, total. Four. Yeah, you got one more. Man, that's what I was putting there. Uh, let me get Finn Balor. Ooh, that's a good one. So that's Punk's team. What about Rollins' team? Cody. Yeah, Cody. Oh, man. Let me get. It's not, it doesn't really make sense, but let me get Jay Uso on there since we got Cody on there. Well, I don't want. Team Rollins would just be the same Survivor Series team. So give uh, me true. give me the megastar. Whose game is it? L.A. <laughs> not Yeah. By the way, I, I annoy the shit out of my girlfriend doing that. <laughs> she fucking hates L.A. Knight. Hey, it's not everybody's cup of tea. Okay, uh, okay, little Dwayne Johnson. Oh, they got uh, Ava Rain. Um... Let me let me get a random person just because you know sometimes they always put that random person to show and prove. 
Give me Montez on Seth's team. Okay. Oh, you know who would have been good for Punk's team? My Not boy Punk's Grayson. Team, Rollins. Yeah, Rollins yeah, yeah. But, but Punk's team would have been good. My boy Grayson Waller. I misspoke. Grayson who Waller would have been really good uh, for Punk. Hey, man. Somebody, I said something about him and uh, Austin Theory that somebody didn't like. I was, thinking that I was going back and forth with somebody. Anyway, I said, I said, uh, they're almost adjacent to being jobbers right now. All I have to do is see them take losses now. <laughs> yeah, but they're entertaining they like jobbers. That. They are jobbers, but they're entertaining as fuck. I'm Grayson Waller. He makes me laugh sometimes. I I still don't see it with theory. Y'all are telling me that I'll I'll see the the big picture one day, but I haven't yet. Grayson Waller. Uh, his funniest stuff is on social media. He's fucking hilarious on Twitter. Uh, but he, he's funny on, on TV, too. Like, him telling K.O., like, he, he says something like, no, there's there's two of us. Why don't we just beat you up? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, him and K.O. got really good chemistry together. See, that's what I'm saying. Waller is pretty, pretty entertaining at times. I, said, I still don't see it with theory, though. Yeah. Uh, he's like 25, so he's got time. Our boy, Rats House of Retro, a.k.a. Kayfabe Chronicles, a.k.a. Joel, he says, are these recordings of superstar reactions to punk returning legit, or are they works? I mean, I hadn't I hadn't seen any of them. I've seen, I don't know what he's referring to, but there's some, like, YouTube people that I'm subscribed to that, like, do live reactions, and I'm pretty sure they're legit. I don't think they're getting paid on the table by WWE anybody. He's saying wrestlers. That's what they've done. He said wrestlers. React. He's saying superstars. Yeah. Oh, for some reason I thought he was just saying people online in general. Who like who had reactions? I don't. I don't, I don't know. So I guess if, that's if he's talking about the people that were actually at Survivor Series, like the Rollins and Rollins was working. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Maybe that is what you're talking about. Okay. I'm thinking I'm thinking recordings like a live reaction, but I yeah, I think you might be right. I think he's talking about like Seth's reaction, Drew McIntyre's rumored reaction. Uh Randy Orton was sitting in a chair in the ring telling Punk to fucking wrap it up. Uh I think it's a work. I think Rollins is a work. I liked it. I liked that they didn't put it on TV. I liked that you had to go to social media to find it. I liked that Rollins fucking kept to his word. He Hey, Kavino and Rich asked him straight out. Our boy Chris Rucker wants to know how you feel about CM Punk. He said, fuck that nigga. And he kept that energy. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. What about uh, McIntyre, though? I don't know what that's about. Because his wasn't aired on TV or uh, video. Like, he just kind of left. Yeah, Man, he had but the shit out of Rollins last night. Like, I don't know anything about the business, but he was bleeding and Rollins wasn't, so I don't know how that works. Also, did he forget to put fucking pants on? Like, his little skirt came off and he's wearing boxers. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody mentioned that, but I didn't go back and look at it. Yeah, he's wearing little boxer briefs. He's wearing black boxer briefs like he forgot his tights. Uh, That's funny. Maybe that's his new outfit. I don't know, like. 
Austin Theory wears like bicycle shorts, doesn't he? Yeah, I think he does. You know, plays mess up too. Yeah. Um, Lisa Louise says, "Have you guys ever been to the Nightmare Factory, or are people not allowed to go there? Just curious. I have never been, uh, but here in Atlanta, I do see a lot of advertisements for it. You're not allowed to just." go there you have to sign up to become like a wrestler to join the school but they do have a gym where you can just sign up to go work out it's like nightmare fitness or something like that mm. pretty cool yeah i've yeah. never been but they have a uh, fitness room that sounds pretty dope yeah it's a completely separate part of the wrestling school like it's a they literally have a big ass gym i think it's in I don't think it's Norcross. Where the fuck is it? Don't it ain't Duluth. Goddamn. Um, Chris Hardy says thoughts if this happy-go-lucky PG Punk is a work. I mean, I don't. Know. I don't. But do you think he's gonna like those true cousin turn heel? I th- I think it, it's the same punk that came to AEW. I'm just happy yeah. to be here. In about three weeks, the real punk's gonna come out. I I don't think he goes heel though. Not right now. I just think they, if they do go in the direction of him and Rollins, I think they play it more so like uh, Cena, Rock, or uh, who else did that kind of. Hogan Warrior, mm. something like that. They don't necessarily turn either one heel. Made a best man win type deal. Uh, let's see. I think that was all the questions we got this week. Uh, Word. Let me make sure we didn't get anything on Facebook or Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I looked on both. I think yeah, that was it for the questions. Uh, let's get to some NFL picks, CJ, and get the hell up out of here. Yeah, man. Uh, so we are now week 13. Mm. Five weeks left. I still got time. Uh, last week, you did a hell of a job. You went... 13 and 3, you beat me. Damn. 13 and 3, that gets me to the playoffs, though. What's that? That gets me in the playoffs. Shit, I might might have a home field advantage at 13 and 3. Yeah. I I just realized, like, all the teams played last week, which is interesting because I think they still have some bye weeks. Yeah, fucking people are still taking bye weeks this late. Yeah. The Cardinals and Commanders got a bye this week, and then. The fantasy football playoffs start next week, and there's teams on buys. Like, that's stupid. Yes, yeah, maybe because it was Thanksgiving. That's why I really played. But, yeah, you went 13-3. and three, I went 12-4. and four. Oh, damn. I thought I made up some fucking ground. No. No. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, puts, puts you at 98-82, and, and I'm at 115-65. and 65. Damn. All right. Let's yeah. do this then. Thursday night football. Bill Belichick brings the New England Patriots into the Steel City to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's hold on. That's 
Thursday night football? Yes, sir. Decent. I, I could have swore whoa, the Cowboys. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. <laughs> Thursday night football. Pete Carroll leads the Seattle Seahawks into Big D to take on America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas on a 12-game home winning streak right now. Teams on the bye this week, the Baltimore Ravens, the Buffalo Bills, the Chicago Bears, the Las Vegas Raiders, the Minnesota Vikings, and the New York Football Giants. And a lot of them on the bye. Prime video. I'm going to have to go to the bar because I don't have Amazon Prime anymore. Yeah, you did say you got rid of everything. Almost thing. Ooh, on Black Friday, I bought uh, Hulu with ads for 99 cents a month for a year. I saw that deal. That's not a bad deal. Yeah, 99 cents a month. Just paid fucking $12 up front and call it a day. Yeah, but I mean, we might as well go to the next game to we both got the Cowboys in this one. Yep. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers travel to New England to take on the New England Patriots. The toilet bowl, but give me give me the Chargers. I'll take the Chargers as well. The 8-3 and three Detroit Lions off of a disappointing loss on Thanksgiving travel to New Orleans to take on another team that went through a disappointing loss to the Atlanta Falcons, the New Orleans Saints. I don't trust I don't trust Derek Carr. Give me the lines to bounce back. I don't trust Jerry Goff. I'm gonna take the Saints at home. Word. The five and six first place Atlanta Falcons in the NFC North or South, I'm sorry, travel to East Rutherford, New Jersey to take on the New York Jets. I think it's one another one of these swing games that we have different picks. After that bullshit that they did, that uh New York did, that interception at halftime at a return, I shouldn't pick them. But I, I don't trust the Falcons, man. It's gonna be in New York. They're gonna be outside. Yeah. I might regret this, but give me the Jets. I was gonna pick the Jets until you picked them, but I'm going to take the Falcons for the sole fact that I don't think the Cowboys are going to win our division, and I'd rather the Cowboys play the Falcons than the Saints. I think they're going to beat I mean, both of them, but if, they, if they're if they going to play one of them, play here in Atlanta, and I'll go to the game. <laughs> so give me the Falcons. The Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray's back, Mighty Mouse, travel to the Steel City to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Give me the Arizona Cardinals. I got the Steelers. Is that a new tattoo? Or you've always had that sleeve tattoo? I had it for over a year now. Really? I didn't know that. So you didn't have it when we were in St. Louis and I got my Cowboys tattoo. Got it like I got it like two months after that. Okay. <clears throat> Indianapolis Colts travel to Nashville to take on the Titans. Hold on. Before you get to that, you had the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. All right. And what's this game again? This is the Colts versus the Titans. 
I feel like there's a bunch of bad teams this year. What's going on? He said it's the Colts at the Titans. Yes, sir. Give me the give me the Titans. I'll take the Colts. The eight and three Miami Dolphins with their nerdy ass head coach travel to the nation's capital to take on the Washington Commanders. Give me the Miami Dolphins by a million. I got Miami. Denver Broncos, my squad. Let Russ cook. Travel to Houston to take on the Texans. Both teams six and five. This is going to be a good game. Houston lost a close one to the Jags. Denver just won, didn't they? Can't really, I can't remember who they uh Denver's on three game winning streak. I feel like Houston's gonna be in desperate and Houston. Mm-hmm. I feel like Houston's gonna be in kind of a desperation mode to keep up with the wild card. Why would they be in desperation mode? They're six and five. Cause I, I think I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I want to say they're out of the playoff spot right now. Uh, I can tell you. One they might second. barely be out of the playoff spot. Give me one second, I can tell you. Conference AFC. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yep. Houston is number eight in the AFC behind the Indianapolis Colts. But they got the same record. So back in this the, game. the Colts, the Texans, the Broncos, and the Buffalo Bills all have six wins. Buffalo has six losses, though. So the Broncos, Texas, and Colts are all six and five fighting for that last playoff spot. I got the Texans in this one in this in a close game. I'm gonna take the Broncos. Let Russ cook. Uh you got the one and ten Carolina Panthers traveling to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. I'll let you go first. I'll take the Bucks. Yeah, I got I got Tampa Bay. Uh the Cleveland Browns at seven and four. The number five seed in the AFC playoffs. With no quarterback, no running back, but a damn good defense. But Miles Garrett is a little banged up right now. Travel to Los Angeles to take on the Rams. Man. Rams coming off another win. Rams still I in the playoff trust- hunt. Yeah, I just don't trust the, the Cleveland's quarterback, even though they got a good defense, uh, I'll go with the hometown team, even though they didn't really have hometown field advantage. I feel the same way. Like Cleveland's good. They're seven and four. Like they lost Nick Chubb early. They lost to Sean Watson like three weeks ago. Maybe they're seven and four. They're one game below the Cowboys, and we're thinking the Cowboys are having a great year right now. But there's just I don't know, and I don't trust I don't trust Matthew Stafford and the Rams. Trust him more than was it DTR or whatever his name is for the Browns quarterback. Sure, but I I'm just gonna take the Rams, but I don't I don't have any confidence in it. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Can't 
I wish both of these teams could just lose. What if they end up in a tie? I bet that would mess everything up. They wouldn't help the Cowboys. Uh, give me, give me the 49ers. I'll take the Niners also. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs travel to Lambeau Field Sunday night to take on the Green Bay Packers. I got Patty Mahomes and the Chiefs. Yeah, I'll take the Chiefs as well. And Monday Night Football, the last game of the week, the Joe Burrow-less Cincinnati Bengals travel to Jacksonville to take on the 8-3 and three Tony Khan-led Jacksonville Jaguars. I will take Jacksonville. <laughs> that, was, that was funny, man. People were flaming out. He posted a win, that uh, a picture of them winning this past weekend, and it was still flooded with a bunch of CM Punk stuff. <laughs> People are such yeah. cocksuckers. Yeah, get off this man's back. Like, get get off his dick. I almost felt people almost made me start being on Team Tony Khan. And then, what happened? (laughs) Then he starts like posting selfies and talking on Twitter and seeming all coked up. And I'm just like, yeah, I get why people don't like you. Yeah, doesn't doesn't tie his shoes, this guy. Uh. The first AEW pay-per-view after the pandemic that had people there was in Jacksonville. And I stayed at the Marriott that the wrestlers were at. It's a long story. I won't tell you the whole story why I was there. But we stayed there. And after the show the next day, we didn't leave that morning. We left. uh, So the show was on. If it was on Saturday night, we left on Monday morning. If it was on Sunday night, we left on Tuesday morning. So we had a whole day in between, and Tim and Angel were there, and then me and my ex were there, and we just kind of like hung by the pool. We got food. Jake Roberts was in the fucking lobby the whole time because he was living at that hotel at the time. Um, and Britt Baker and Tony Khan walked by us at lunch, and they had a bottle of Grey Goose, probably the size of Britt Baker. And the one thing I noticed, Tony Khan doesn't tie his shoes. He walked through, he walked past us five times, and his shoes were untied every fucking time I saw him. Who does that? To where we made the joke that, like, if he hires me, like, I'll tie his shoes for him. Like, give me, like, 150K a year. I'll tie his fucking shoes for you. That was our joke we had for the longest. But, yeah, um, I do regret not asking him to take a picture with me. I mean, he was, he was literally right. Like, there was five people in the little restaurant we were in. Me, my ex, Tim, Angel, and the bartender. <laughs> we were the only people there. And then Tony Khan and Britt Baker were, like, going back and forth because there was a conference room that they were all going into, like, partying and shit. Kind of weird Adam Cole wasn't there, but, you know, whatever. Getting drunk with yeah. the boss. That was after Britt, Britt Baker beat Hickaroo for the title. Uh, and his shoes were untied the, the whole time. Every time I saw him, EJ, his shoes were not tied. But uh, with all due respect, I think he might be on the spectrum. I mean, it's, it's not wrong. With that, but I could, uh, I but could uh, see, I could see him having a defect. Yeah, like, like a functioning one, but not like right, right, right. It's like a social. Disorder, like something like ADHD or some shit like that. Nothing like 
we're not trying to be rude, but yeah, I could, I could see that. he has a he has a very quirky personality. Maybe even like an Asperger or something like that. Ooh, you know, I used to watch this TV show called Parenthood, mm-hmm. and the kid had Asperger's. And as soon as you said that, I thought, hmm. But we're not doctors. We're not fucking diagnosing motherfuckers and shit. But, yeah, I could see him. Or he's just on coke. It's, it's, it's funny, and he may be on coke, but I think it's something else. Yeah. Like we, like you said, we're not doctors or anything like that. Shout out to Tony Khan. Real billionaire. <laughs> Shout out to Tony Khan. Hope you didn't hear the last seven minutes of us <laughs> shitting on you. <laughs> but, but shout out to you, TK. Yeah. Congrats on You're the Jaguars. And I'm not. Yeah. yeah. The Jaguars. Anything else you want to hit on before we get up out of here, EJ? Nah, man. I think we, we covered everything, man. It was a long show. Good show. Two hours. So, goddamn. Yeah. Let's see him punk talk. Like you said, he's a lightning rod. Causes us to have a two-hour show. Yeah. Um, next time I talk to you, EJ, I'll be coming back from Vegas. I'm actually off work next Tuesday, so. Oh, Ho- hopefully I'll get caught up on some wrestling that Tuesday before. And uh, we'll be back to record next Tuesday. We'll put out the the tweets and the Instagrams about uh, listener questions. I'm digging the listener mail, man. It's good to be interactive, you know. Plus yes, like another wrinkle and fold in the show. Since we're not live anymore, we can't just react to people, but having uh Oh wow. NXT? No, Instagram. Tessa Blanchard and Flip Gordon took a picture together, and I'm like... Uh, I don't, uh, I'm not a Tessa Blanchard fan, and... I don't know too much about Flip Gordon. I know he's a flippy guy, isn't he? He had some shit going on during that Me Too stuff. That's why he fell off. So it's odd that they took a picture together. Uh, that's a bunch of hot, though. Yeah. Hey, beauty is an eye. Behold, this is not my cup of tea, but who am I? I like I'm muscles on women. I really do. I, don't, I, I like a woman that has more muscles than I do. I don't know why. I don't want her to be like jacked up like fucking China was when she started, but like a really fit, muscular woman. That shit's sexy to me. Yeah. I'm a fan of a nice, fit woman. But Tessa Blanchard, maybe it's just because I know she's trash and I don't, that makes me not look at her like that. Allegedly, EJ. Okay. Allegedly. Allegedly. I mean, I might let her call me that if we were. I'm kidding. I don't, play that. I, don't play <laughs> I don't play those games. You ain't never been. You ain't never been with a white girl. Be like, say it. You know you want to. Yeah. I don't. I don't play. And then when she says it, you're like, get the fuck out of here. Why, why would you say that? And she's like, you told me to say it. Just because somebody tell you to do something, don't mean you do it. <laughs> views held by Rucker are not the same views held by. <laughs> Put that disclaimer out there. Obviously, I would never fucking have somebody say that, but it's good content. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't got anything on my end uh, Shout out to everybody that listens Shout out to everybody that sent in questions We really fucking appreciate that um, If you haven't done so already Go to YouTube and search Boot to the Face And please hit the subscribe button 
if you listen on the audio, that's great. But we need to get our YouTube numbers up. Uh, we're trying to do big things over here. We want to get some interviews and shit like that. So we need the numbers to grow a little bit. So if you have family, friends that like pro wrestling, tell them about Boot Through the Face. Tell them to go subscribe. And I feel like they will enjoy it. I'm not going to lie, EJ. We're the most handsome wrestling podcast out there. I mean. And it's all because of you. It ain't got nothing to do with me. I don't sell yourself short. Black excellence over here, baby. Fuck yeah. Uh, for EJ Reed, I'm Chris Rucker. This has been Boots to the Face. Until next week, fuck CM Punk. Peace!